Ready? Go. Hey everyone, it's Heather Whaley. It's Frank Whaley, over here. And today is Friday, October 16th. This is episode 11 of season four. TG to the IF, Heather. That's right. Remember when I did Fancy Friday that one time way back at the beginning? Yeah, you came, you um, wore uh, all that frilly negligee. No, I wore my old prom dress, as a matter of fact. It was embarrassing. And for about five minutes, and then I got back into my sweatpants. That was an early COVID uh, thing, an early pandemic yeah. uh, quarantine uh, fad. I'm in my sweatpants again today and my sweatshirt. Yesterday, I put on an outfit, but, you know, whatever. Who cares? Nobody sees it anyway. So. Right. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't go anywhere, right? I mean, no, it's a struggle. When you live, especially when, like us, when you live in the country, sometimes you don't go anywhere. You don't see anybody. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I did leave the house today. But um, can we talk for a second about the debates last night? Right. I watched Joe Biden, who was just making so much sense and answering people's questions. And one thing that I noted, he would, he would talk at length to people about what they asked him. And then at the end, he would say, I hope that I answered your question. It, we can talk afterwards if, if you know, you want to keep talking about this. Trump would never say, I hope that answered your question. First of all, he doesn't answer anybody's questions. He just brags about himself. But then I flipped the channel. This man, Donald Trump, was so sweaty. Oh, my God. It's a steroids. He's 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 he he's he it used to be the Adderall and now it's the the or the whatever he was on before now it's combined with whatever they've given him and he's just man the, I, I mean if you could if you, if you could take an x-ray of his bloodstream and just identify all the different types of stimulants inside of it right now it, i right? mean i mean he he wasn't behaving like somebody straight and normal right but let, I mean, the most outrageous thing he said was that he wouldn't disavow QAnon. Savannah Guthrie said that QAnon is a conspiracy theory that says that the deep state is a pedophile ring. They, they eat babies or whatever. That's what they think. And he wouldn't say that they don't. He said, well, they don't like pedophiles and neither do I. I mean, what is going on? It's a huge, it's a huge element of his base. Of course, he's got to pander to, to QAnon and... <sighs> You know, I, I'm sure that Trump knows they're crazy, and I'm sure behind closed doors, Trump refers to them as as insane, because because he, he knows they are. I, I mean, uh, granted, I believe I'm sure tr there's a few of the, there's a lot of the conspiracies that Trump actually believes because he's a pea brain, but I think for the most part, he hates people that that f follow him. You know, his, it's going to be really wonderful. Like Trump is such a sycophant, right? He loves rich people and he loves beautiful people. And those people all are going to hate him after when this is all over. Who is he going to hang out with? He's always going to hang out with the, the other dopey rich guys that he always hangs out with now. He'll right? be fine. Yeah, there's always going to be uh, racists for him to hang out with and fat, old, white, ashen Awful men who have huge bellies and okay, and I got to stop you because I don't think that if somebody play golf. is overweight, it has any bearing on whether or not they're a good person. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that if you're overweight, you're a bad person. I'm right. not even talking about overweight. I'm just referring to a specific type of man 
who I can see in my head, pictured in my head, who um, are of a certain generation. They are, they're, they're, they're white, they're gray, they're narrow-minded and wide-waisted. Narrow-minded like, and fat-waisted. That guy, bro- Broidy. I picture that guy, Broidy. Yeah, like those guys. Those guys that love to, to, to stand around a golf course with other men. Like Steve Bannon. He's yeah. disgusting. When's he going to prison? We've had enough of him. We've had absolutely enough Steve Bannon, and he's still out there pushing this stupid Hunter Biden story. Give me a break. Who cares? I mean, Who cares listen, about Hunter Biden? If you dropped your, if you dropped our vacuum cleaner off at the nice lady shop in where you dropped it off when our vacuum cleaner broke, sure, and you didn't leave them a credit card, nor did you leave your name or phone number. Do you think they would fix that vacuum cleaner? No. So we're supposed to believe that Hunter Biden went to a computer repair shop like thousands of miles away from where he lives with a sticker on his computer that said, you know, Hunter Biden or whatever on it and dropped it off without leaving a credit card or a name or whatever and never came back to pick it up, never called to say, hey, is this the shop where I left my computer? Nothing. And we're supposed to believe that that's not planted there by someone? Give me a break. I'm still trying to figure out what... Hunter Biden has to do with my vacuum cleaner and my Lux 3000. Well, I'm just saying these people didn't have a, a name for the person who dropped it off. and But they went and did the repair work anyway, which is how they found all this nefarious supposed stuff on there. That's what this is all about? A yeah, vacuum and, cleaner? No, his computer. But what I'm saying is like a, a shop wouldn't even fix your vacuum without knowing they were going to get paid for it. A shop's not going to go ahead and fix your computer without knowing that you're going to get paid for it. Why would you bring a computer to a vacuum cleaner repair? Oh, my God. Bad news. What? They're stopping the manufacturer of Tab. Tab the soda? What else? What other Tab? I thought they stopped manufacturing Tab in the 1970s. No, they started making Tab in the 1970s. Wait, but I haven't seen it on the shelf since the 1970s. It's discontinuing Tab, the Coca-Cola company. Do you know that Tab was its first diet soda brand? What is the difference between Tab and Diet Coke then? Is it just the same thing and under a different name? Coca-Cola says that plans to streamline the company's beverage brands were underway well before the coronavirus outbreak. And Coca-Cola is just one of many um, major food brands feeling the impact of the pandemic. Um, As you know, Heather... A lot of fast food chains. California Pizza Kitchen, Ruby Tuesday. They're out of business? Gone. Bankrupt. California Pizza Kitchen? J. Crew, Men's yeah. Warehouse. Men's Warehouse. I've never shopped in Men's Warehouse. No, me neither. But what, was, what did I've you never say felt after? Like a, I've never felt man enough to shop in Men's Warehouse. What did you say after California Pizza Kitchen? I said Ruby Tuesdays. Ruby Tuesdays. There's one of those near... Where we live. Lord and Taylor, gone. No, it's not Ruby Tuesdays. It's Red Robin. I've well, there's a to- Ruby Tuesday in the mall, too, Heather. It used to be anyway. I remember going to the salad bar. L- Lord and Taylor? God, you got to get I up. I know. Get, get up. Wake up, girl. Lord, okay. J. Crew's gone. Yeah. Men's Warehouse. Gone. Gone. Lord and Taylor, gone. I'm sad about Lord & Taylor because that's kind of an old school Yeah, OG. that's a really beautiful store in New York City also. Well, the building is beautiful. Guarantee now it'll be um, either, what are they putting there? They'll probably put condos or maybe they'll put another damn Banana Republic or who knows what. 
Yeah, but if there, I mean, there's so many empty apartments in New York. Uh, they build condos. So PepsiCo recently released a new beverage called Driftwell to help people de-stress and unwind before bed. What? You're going to crack open a, like a soda before I'm gonna bed? A, I'm going to have a drink. Carbonated? Yeah, I'm not, gonna, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to Coca-Cola. I'm going to, to Rosé for my, for my before dinner. Yeah, you got your bedtime bed. wine. You know what I wish they would bring back is Pepsi Light. Other outgoing products from Coca-Cola include Adwala. What is that? Oh, I, I've seen the picture. What is, but what is it? Is it a water? Coca-Cola Life is gone. Is that the one with the green label? Um, if I don't answer, that means I don't know. But they still have like vanilla Coke. Diet Coke Feisty Cherry. What is Feisty Cherry? Why, why, what's the difference between cherry and Feisty Cherry? Feisty Cherry. I, that's what I called you after, um, after our honeymoon. Because you fight the feisty cherry. Sprite Limonade. Okay, well, these things are all just dumb. They should have gotten rid of those a long time ago. And they've also gotten rid of, uh, and these are regional beverage brands, Northern Neck Ginger Ale and Delaware Punch. What's a Delaware Punch? I don't know, but that's what Biden should call himself, the Delaware Punch. Oh, yeah. Anyway, those are all gone. I honestly haven't seen Tab anywhere in, in decades. Tab was initially, you haven't been looking, I've seen it. Tab was initially marketed to women with the message that zero-calorie beverage would keep their waistlines trim. The brand reached its cultural height in the 1980s when commercials featuring bikini-clad women with a jingle proclaiming that Tab was, quote, for beautiful people, unquote. But in 1982, Coca-Cola introduced Diet Coke. Does that answer your question? You know, I remember when Diet Coke came out, but here's the really crazy thing. Before then, like in the 1970s, if you go back and you look at just archival footage from the 1970s, people were skinny. Yeah. And nobody was drinking diet anything. People were drinking whatever the hell they wanted. And after they put out all this diet stuff, people got bigger. I'll tell you what, what Tab puts me in mind of, and to your point of people um, being smaller, somewhere in the mid-70s, right around the time that she finally divorced my my alcoholic um, janitor father. Um, my mom got single and wanted to mingle. And I remember her drinking Tab. My mom loved Tab soda. She always drinking Tab. Sure had you know good caffeine. My mom loved caffeine. Loved loved it. She also liked cream soda. But Tab was her drink. And right around that time she started drinking Tab, she lost a shit load of weight. Well, that's um, also probably because she was newly single. Single and wanted she to She was mingle. probably smoking. And well, she's been smoking since the time she was you know, and 12. That's what happens also. Like, I think if you go through a divorce, there's all like anxiety and stress. I'm sure that probably played a part in it also. Um, she would douse herself in Hawaiian tropic suntan lotion in the summer months and sit out in a lawn chair behind our house. With the tinfoil thing to reflect the sun? Did she ever do that trick? I don't think so. But she got, my mom is of Sicilian heritage, and so she, the, like, she got so tanned. It was incredible. She, she got skin, skinny 30s. as a rail, tanned, can of tab in her hand, cigarette, Virginia Slim in the other. That was her brand? She, well, she smoked Parliament. She's, um, uh, I think... Mostly, but uh, at some point she she switched to Virginia Slim. 
But she liked the parliaments and um, started hitting the singles bar. Virginia Slims were like the feminist cigarettes. Remember they had that ad that was like, we, you've come a long way, baby. And it was like some old-fashioned, old-timey lady like with like a mop and a bucket. And then there's like the lady in her little tennis outfit with her Virginia Slim. I remember my mom in the 70s. Every, I, can, I can still recall every, every Saturday night around 6, 7 o'clock, she started dialing up to hit the disco. The singles disco bar, getting ready. I bet that was fun. Getting made up, putting her hair up, spraying it, hairspray, gaucho pants, glittery, silvery tops, oh my tab God. in hand. Heels? Then, Would she wear heels? Oh, no doubt. And then just hearing her, hearing the old, her old um, Buick Skylark out there revving up, and I knew that I had the house to myself for the rest of the evening. Anyway, so good night, Tab. Now it's uh, now it's Diet Coke, bland Diet Coke, and Tab had a cool can too. We should we ought to get get out there and get ourselves some Tab. I would like to have a Tab. I wonder if it still tastes the same. But I got to tell everybody, here's a hot tip from me to you: the best zero calorie soda, Fresca. We'll be right back. More bad news. Uh oh. Um, I was not nominated for a Tony Award. They announced the Tony Award yesterday. Oh, no. I'm so sorry, Frank. And if you if just, you know, as long as you're, you're bracing yourself for bad news, you did not, also did not get uh, a Tony nomination in any category. Uh, I mean, not, not even a one? Not even no. like a choreography or nothing? No. no. You Costumes? Were, you, were, you were shut out in that department. Jesus. Anyway, because you, you're like... Only dance you really do is a mash that like mashed potato. That's not. That's not. I don't, I take offense at that because that's the dance my mom does. Yeah, that's what you do. No, I don't dance like my mom. What's happening with the Tony Awards? Did they have them already? No, they just announced the Tony okay. the Tony nominations yesterday, Heather. And but there's been no plays. Well, so that's the thing. Like there was only eighteen. I think there was in the musical department. It was only like eighteen plays that they could choose of. So basically, if you had a musical, like you and I could have staged um, uh, Frank, the musical, with just, just me like humming and scatting. For, for, for one night on and, Broadway. And we would have, you know, well, you got to run more than that to get with just like the minimum amount of performances. I would have got best, you know, best score, just humming. But anyway, the, the, the three plays nominated for best musical, I mean, if you didn't get a best musical nomination, you must have really sucked yeah. at musical theater. But the best musical, and this, like, for me, the theater, I remember when I was in college studying theater at the State University of New York at Albany, the Juilliard of Albany. I, that's, that's a stretch. There might be a better school in Albany than well, it's the Juilliard acting school. The Juilliard of the State University of New York okay, at Albany. got it. Um, where I study. Um, but... I had a theater, a theater um, history professor there who hated the world. And he, like, proclaimed during class, during one class, that theater's dead. And this was back in 1982. Yeah. It's like, theater's dead. And, and I think at that time, the New York theater was pretty, was pretty dead. Yeah. And, but where it's come from between then and now, I might have had, you know, like, if you, I mean, yes... Um, Angels in America, yeah, Hamilton. Hamilton. Um, you could think of a few, you know, great moments in theater, musical theater. 
for the most part, it's pretty shitty, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm sure there's some well, people out there. Well, I've got a theory would... about it. It's so expensive to keep those theaters up and running in New York City. And producers have to put so much money into the plays. Then they charge so much money for the tickets. It costs hundreds and hundreds of dollars to go see a Broadway show. So they put things that the tourists are going to want to see, like all those Disney bullshit. Right, but that's always been the case. But there's always been a hint of originality, even... You know, and but that but my point about my theater professor, a guy named Albert Weiner, I'm sure he's dead, but he he I always thought that he was just an old fuddy-duddy, and now I kind of understand where he was coming from. Although it's probably I think it's probably worse now than it was in 1982. But so the three the three best musicals. To to me, the, by, I haven't seen any of these musicals, but they sound really unoriginal. Okay. Just from an idea standpoint. First okay. one is Jagged Little Pill, which is based, I what? assume, on the Alanis Morissette record album. Yeah, that's so, um, th- that gets the best musical. I mean, what, 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 come on, whose idea is it? Can't you write in music? Some old rehash of What's... 90s pop songs that use the word ironic badly. Poorly. Let's take let's take the songs of from you know I mean what's what's next um, Nirvana I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it and then Moulin Rouge the musical which oh, I right. assume is based on the film Baz, the Baz Luhrmann film which wasn't original in its own right because it just used like you know Elton John songs yeah forth. you know what I would do if I was going to do so wait the Moulin Rouge the musical are they the Elton John songs I, in I, that musical. Because if I was going to do a musical about Moulin Rouge, and this is just off the top of my head, I would recreate in the theater what it would have been like to actually be at the Moulin Rouge, like in, say, 1932. And I would serve food and drinks that people would have had in 1932. And I would have had the same kind of performances. Now, that would be like a time-traveling experience. Uh, Tina... The Tina Turner musical, which is, I mean, that says it all. It's, I mean, Tina Turner, you know, an amazing, I mean, amazing performer. I'm sure, no, I'm sure none of these have any original songs or maybe one original song in each one of them. I guess so. But, I mean, just go see Angela Bassett and, and uh, Lawrence Fishburne in the movie. What's Love Got to Do With It? Is that what it was called? Tina Turner, I, I, I can Tina what, Turner's movie. The Tina Turner musical, is the idea behind that, like you go into the theater and it seems like you're seeing Tina Turner? Well, somebody's, there's a Tina Turner lookalike. I mean, they did the same thing with Cher. They did the Cher musical. They did, you know, I, I assume Mamma Mia, I assume, is, is I, I don't know. I just, I, 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 to me, it just seems like, Lazy and lacking in originality, and so basically, those are the three best. So one of those is going to get a Tony, and but you know it'll always have like a little asterisk next to the like a Tony Award. What got the Tony? Yeah, but it was twenty twenty, so it doesn't really count. Basically, if you're an actor of any note from the movies and you go on stage, you'll get a, you'll get a uh, a Tony nomination. Jake Gyllenhaal got nominated. Jake Gyllenhaal could stand up on the stage, and and pet. Our dog, and make funny funny noises to the dog like I do. Uh, he could just pet the dog and say, "Who's are you? You're you're the good girl. You're the best girl." Yeah, he'd be so cute doing that. And he'd win a Tony. Yeah. If if there was a play that featured only Jake Gyllenhaal standing in the middle of the stage, talking sort of baby talk, whispering in the ears of our dog, 
he'd get a Tony nomination. You know, it would be a tough call if the other character in that play was also with a different dog, and it was Paul Rudd. It would be it would be hard. Who's who do people love more? I think they love Paul Rudd more. I don't know who Tom Hiddleston is, but I know he's that not the guy who played Spider Man. No, that's Tom. I think his last name is Holland. Oh, but Tom Hiddleston, I know, is a famous actor, handsome, handsome Jack type looking Jesus, guy. Jesus, who's walking around upstairs? I don't know. Um, one of those two uh, freeloaders of our we got offspr- of our 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 offspring. Well, listen, our I'm sorry. Offspring are walking. Have the audacity to walk around our home. I'm sorry you didn't get a you didn't get a a Tony Award nomination again. No, I wasn't. I. I probably wasn't even considered. No, because you didn't do a play, but, you know. I haven't done a play since 2012, Heather. I haven't been on the stage, which used to be my bloody passion. And um, last time I was on the stage was, was uh, eight years ago, maybe almost nine years ago, where I performed with uh, Marissa Tomei in a play by Wallace Shawn called Marie and Bruce where people walked out of the theater in the middle of the play okay. yeah, well, by yeah, the numbers. No, not by the numbers. Not by you the walked numbers. out. I know I did not. I oh, love that yeah, play. Oh, yeah, sure. You said you had to go to the bathroom. No, you're lying. But that was the longest bowel movement in history. What? Oh, so now you had to take it to that place. Yeah, again with the poop. It's like the poop, poop cast. That's what we Speaking of, it. I want to thank everybody who sent me words of advice about the colonoscopy. Mm. Thanks. Thanks for looking out, everybody. Yes, they, they, they mentioned that you're going to have one sore behind. Yeah, you know what? I'm really hoping that that's not a, that jagged little pill coming out there. Ugh. I could have written a musical called One Sore Behind, which would, which would be your colonoscopy set to music, to a musical score, and that would have gotten a best musical. I mean, people can hear this, but it's yeah. happening upstairs. It sounds like elephants. Maybe we're having a home invasion, and we don't know we're down in the in the closet. That would be insane. Maybe Jake Gyllenhaal's up there right now petting our dog. And we're missing it. Tony Award winner, Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm going to write next year. That's what I'm going to do for the next pandemic, for the second wave. I'm going to write One Sore Behind. And it's going it's going to be basically... Two characters, you and your your colon doctor, and projected on the back wall is going to be your colonoscopy. That's going to, we're going to look right up your behind. I love and, it. And you're, it's going to be every night you're going to be put under, and then when you wake up, we're going to re, we're going to hear your thoughts, and that's but, going to be the musical. You're going to sing. I think there's going to be other characters also. Like you could have somebody who plays the camera. You could have somebody who plays. The, you know, the stuff I have to drink the night before. And you could have somebody who plays the actual colon. Or maybe there's polyps. Who knows? Maybe there's like a whole, the chorus, the chorus line, the dancing girls are the polyps. Those horrible ideas are the reason that you will not be involved in this production. I think that, I think that, that I make it. High kicking polyps. Well, happy Friday, everyone. Have an awesome weekend. And if you got nothing better to do, hit the merch store and hit me up on Cameo, y'all. Enjoy that tab while you can.